Welcome to the Nanalyze podcast. We are a boutique media and research firm specializing in disruptive innovation. Visit nanalyze.com for more details. AMD stock versus Nvidia stock is what we're going to talk about today. And this topic doesn't need much introduction. We all know why we're here, and it's all about AI hype. So both AMD stock and NVIDIA stock offer two ways for investors to play the growth of AI. Now, since NVIDIA shares have been soaring to the moon and the market cap is now over a trillion dollars, understandably, investors are a bit shy about getting into shares of NVIDIA. So AMD offers a fear of missing out option that you need to be very careful about. And today what we're going to do is compare these two stocks and consider revenue segmentation. That's the most important thing we're going to talk about today, uh, size, valuation, and growth. So let's start with revenue growth. This is an interesting chart showing quarterly revenue growth. And you can see how both NVIDIA and AMD were growing there in unison until about three quarters ago when NVIDIA trailed off a bit and AMD did as well. But uh, NVIDIA it appears uh, trailed off more. And you see um, two quarters ago that NVIDIA and AMD were uh, had almost the same revenues. Now, you need to be careful here because... All revenues aren't created equal. Now, to put these numbers into perspective, I thought it would be interesting to throw Intel into the mix and look at this. Look at how, uh, what, 10 quarters ago, Intel was absolutely dominating. And look how Intel has been shrinking over time as they attempt to resuscitate their own growth and uh, turn their business around. So when we look at the size of all three companies, this is also quite surprising. You see, as we said, NVIDIA topping a trillion dollar market cap there. AMD quite small, under $200 billion, and then Intel smaller even. So when we Look at the size of a company, the market cap. We use something called a simple valuation ratio. This is very effective for disruptive growth firms because oftentimes they don't have positive earnings and your traditional measures of valuation don't work so well. So what we do is we take the market cap, we divide that by annualized revenues, which is simply last quarter times four. Now, this is interesting. So Intel, the number is three. We measure this in our catalog of 460 tech stocks. I think about 200 we're measuring this for, and the average is around six. So Intel is understandably low because they don't offer growth prospects. Then you have AMD at eight. But when it comes to NVIDIA, using their last quarterly number, that would be 44, which is probably the highest in our entire catalog. So to put that into perspective, a company like Snowflake, which is quite richly valued, sits around 20. Well, in the chart here that you see on the right, what we've done there, and that's uh, outlined in the red dashes there, we've added in guidance for next quarter for both NVIDIA and AMD. So that large guidance is what drove those shares um, so high that NVIDIA in the last six months has tripled in size. And that's really uh, hard to understand how the intrinsic value of a company can triple. And that points to the AI hype in the air. 
Uh, but NVIDIA is now nearly six times the size of AMD, and certainly it appears priced for maximum growth. But we can't just look at revenues because we also need to consider profitability because these are all fairly mature companies. They're not in their early stages of disrupting where there's no profits. They're generating healthy profits. So last full year gross margin for each of these three companies, that would be their profit potential. You see Intel at 43%, AMD 45%, NVIDIA 57%. NVIDIA actually dropped. They were higher than that. Last full year profit. So look at how much profit Intel brought in, $8 billion. AMD just $1.32 billion and NVIDIA $4.4 billion. And what you need to consider here is growth versus value. We did a presentation a couple days ago on growth stocks, and I believe NVIDIA is in the top 10, considered at least by MSCI's methodology to be a top 10 growth stock. Now, remember we talked about revenue segmentation, not all revenues being equal. This is a very important point to make. When we start to break down segments, so about... I think three quarters ago, AMD started breaking out a segmentation that looked a lot like what NVIDIA was doing. And you see here, they both have a segment called Data Center. NVIDIA's Data Center segment last quarter accounted for $4.28 billion. AMD's accounted for $1.3 billion. So it would be intuitive that if these two firms were market leaders, and they are, that that breakdown of revenue should represent market share. Well, it doesn't. And that makes you question what AMD is throwing into that segment. So I've put up here the description of those segments for both AMD and NVIDIA. And notice how in AMD's description, they throw in CPUs, DPUs, FPGAs. That's what they acquired with Xilinx or Xilinx, however you want to say that. When they acquired Xilinx, they acquired FPGAs, and uh, we're going to touch on that in a second. Now, gaming, you can see where they sit. So NVIDIA has $2.24 billion in gaming revenues versus AMD at $1.8. And then other segments, you see AMD has around, what, $2.3 billion, NVIDIA just $600 million. So what we can guess just by looking at this, it would be that data center makes up a whole lot more of revenues, and it's probably more pure play for NVIDIA. And indeed, that's the case. So here's two charts we put together. One on the left shows NVIDIA's data center revenues. That red bar is their guidance for next quarter, the big $11 billion number that came in. That represents, because this is data center, that represents the $11 billion, and we assumed 60% of that would be data center. So 60% times $11 billion gives you that red bar. Now, notice on this chart how data center revenues have moved from below 40% in Q1 of 2021 to upwards of 60% in the last quarter. We simply rolled that over into the coming quarter, making an assumption. There's probably a pretty safe assumption. In fact, we would bet that data center revenues as a percentage of total would increase in this coming quarter because that's what's driving uh, all this revenue growth. And this was a case we invested in NVIDIA quite a while ago, and we'll look back at um, a piece that we did uh, six years ago or so looking at the competition. But uh, 
we invested in NVIDIA taking a skate-to-where-the-puck-will-be approach, hoping that data center became a, a dominant source of revenues. Now, that sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. It hasn't worked very well for Teradyne, but it worked pretty well for NVIDIA. So can the same thing happen for AMD? Well, first of all, you have to assume, when you look at the chart on the right here, we've simply plotted AMD's data center revenues as a percentage of all their revenues. So it's quite low. See, it's what, uh, last quarter was somewhere around, uh, my eyesight's not so good, 25%. These numbers should be bigger. But it was around 25%, and you can see it floated up where up there towards 30 And um, in the last year, it averaged around 26%. Well, if that was pure play, then we could say, well, then maybe that will be a skate to where the puck will be situation. But there's two problems there. One, we need to see this growing over time. And they haven't been had this segmentation in place long enough for us to see a track record, right? They've only done that for three quarters. So we'll have to see what, what it looks like next quarter. But also, that's assuming that AMD's data center revenues are pure in the same fashion that NVIDIA's are and represent AI hardware growth. Now, when we look at the entire year for AMD, that's what you see here. This is from the 10K. We can also see profitability. So this really comes down to where now it's time to sort of separate AMD from NVIDIA and start to look at AMD on its own merits because one could say NVIDIA has become detached from reality. Now, the one thing to note here is that you see how embedded has increased significantly. So we can assume that that categorization uh, incre increase for that category represented uh, the Xilinx acquisition. And you can see in the first column there where it says all other towards the bottom and there's that close to $5 billion loss, that's re relating to that acquisition. Now, why did they acquire Xilinx? Well, we wrote, this was six over six years ago, this piece here, I'll link to it in the description of this video, Xilinx investing in FPGAs for AI hardware and this I just took verbatim from that article. We had written about NVIDIA's market share of GPUs versus their biggest competitor. We said that a number of critics chastised us for being so blunt, but our conclusion was that AMD posed little threat to NVIDIA dominating the market for GPUs as AI hardware. And that still seems to be the case. We're going to look at some numbers on that in a second. But then we also noted that startups would have an incredibly difficult time displacing NVIDIA's strong position. And we still believe that because NVIDIA has a lot of cash. They have the resources uh, to observe what's going on in the industry. And they should be able to, especially with the ARM acquisition following through, acquire as needed to uh, keep the competitors at bay. And then we said at that time, if you're an investor in NVIDIA, what you should probably worry about the most is something called an FPGA. And what happened then is that um, we were watching this firm and then they were acquired by AMD. So AMD certainly saw that as a way because at least back then we had said both Intel and Microsoft were betting that FPGAs would be a dominant AI hardware in the future. So it, that's interesting uh, to consider when you think about their acquisition of Xilinx, but then you would expect to see the revenue growth that demonstrates this uh, notion that FPGAs will be the dominant AI hardware in the future. Now, what it comes down to really is supply and demand. And NVIDIA plays, uh, faces supply constraints like any chip manufacturer. And 
when there's a lot of demand, you'll see prices increase. That's, uh, uh, that's just economics. So the revenue spike that they're guiding towards, this big $11 billion number, it reflects strong demand, which also reflects better pricing. It makes you wonder, well, is AMD a suitable substitute? So that might roll over, even though AMD is guiding next quarter quite low. What if they show a very big surprise? Well, what's a little bit... Um, disconcerting is when you look at this chart here and this uh, don't pay attention to this uh, acronym AIB add in board that's just uh, uh, industry nomenclature but this represents GPU shipments and it's from this research firm JPR that just focuses on this but uh, look at these numbers so uh, in light blue there at 84% is NVIDIA, absolutely dominating in market share. You see Intel's little blip and then AMD's 12%. So combined, uh, both AMD and NVIDIA have 96% market share. So when you look at those data center revenues for N or AMD, be very careful there because the actual market share that NVIDIA has is much higher than that segment breakdown. So just to conclude, NVIDIA tripled in size in just six months. As I, I said, it's hard to believe the intrinsic value of that company uh, tripled in just six months. There's a lot of hype there. And because of that, we really need to evaluate AMD based on its own merits. And the question here, will the demand for GPUs seen by NVIDIA spill over to AMD or will uh, the FPGA offering that AMD acquired uh, become a formidable threat to NVIDIA. One thing for sure is that AMD isn't as profitable as NVIDIA, and that's uh, what happens when you're a laggard, right? And that's why leaders often uh, find it easy if they're careful to maintain their leadership. Uh, but one thing for sure that we can conclude today is that we don't believe AMD is overvalued based on our simple valuation ratio. So, do me a favor, please click the Nanalyze logo here on the right, subscribe to our channel, and then I've put up another video here on the left that you might find interesting. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch this today. Thank you for listening to the Nanalyze podcast. If you found this information useful, please share this episode with a friend. This helps us to continue to provide thorough research for you. Want more research like this? Want to know what we're invested in and what stocks we're avoiding? Head to Nanalyze.com and consider becoming a premium annual subscriber to get access to premium articles, webinars, and our extensive tech stock catalog. Thank you for your time.